Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Pop Roast podcast. Today we're talking mutants, we're talking warriors, we're talking demons, sharks maybe? We'll see how we go. I'm Dean George, how are you doing? Good man, how are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. We're still feeling out this technical stuff here, so we're seeing how we go. So we don't know how this sound is going to come out, guys. You might not even be listening to us right now, and if you are, it means we did okay. So let's see how we do. Other than that, though, we are going to start with some bad news. You know, we're here. We're without our, our horror and movie-making icon, William Freakin, who, who sadly passed away this week at the age of 87. What a career. What a life. What a guy. Uh, yeah. Where do you start? Where do we start? Williams, Wish, Wellingtons. And he would have needed them to wade through the fucking... <laughs> 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 Pea soup on set of The Exorcist, the fucking classic, man. Like oh, man, have you seen, like, the behind-the-scenes documentary on, on that movie is, like, just as interesting as the movie. Like, there's it so much stuff going on yeah. there with, you know, tubes and, and spinning rooms and stuff, you know, that a lot of directors definitely took from moving forward, you know, like Waste Craven and stuff. Sure. He, he was yeah. all over that stuff. But even just outside of the horror, yeah. But like, you know, French Connection, obviously a classic. I haven't seen it. But, you know... I've seen it one one time. And yeah, it does. It it is a classic. I'd say it's a must-see. It's one of them. Definitely. Is that car chase good, yeah? Oh, yeah. It lives up to the hype. Oh man, I'll tell you what, I'm over like watching movies that are like legendary for one thing and then you go back and watch it and then it just doesn't really deliver and you know it's a different time, expectations have changed so it's hard to judge things the same as how they were intended. Yeah, as I say, I probably saw it about 10 years ago when when I only just discovered, you know, how many, how much other stuff freaking had done and heard about cruising have you ever seen cruising i haven't Alpha seen cruising you know? but i've got a list here of like not even all of his films but like rampage bug rules of engagement that was a big one in like the early 2000s but i was looking at his imdb and it's literally like consistently every two years since 1965 this guy's been putting out movies yep so I mean, it's something for everyone eight seven years old man he even did a Barbra Streisand music video. What? Who would have thunk? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I think the song was called Somewhere or something. Um, okay. And I think it was like 70s or the 80s. Uh, he did um, one of my favourite movies, um, Killer Joe. Um, really gnarly little, like, I think it's based yeah, on a play with Matthew McConaughey as a hitman. And there's a scandal with, with, a, with an inheritance and there's a whole little heist and stuff yeah i have to check it's it out. creepy and weird as hell it's slimy it's not a pleasant watch almost yeah, put me off my chicken does, mcconaughey does slimy pretty well doesn't he yeah and i didn't even really like mcconaughey before i saw that movie i just always saw him as the um you know like the rom-com guy or whatever you know right, all right. and all i think killer joe was sort of like the start of like I think it was just a few years after the um, Lincoln Lawyer, but it was right around when like the McConaughey really was kicking off. Um, so, 
But you know, let's not make it all about Matthew, all right? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, William Freakin. Fantastic Rest contribution in. all round. We we probably couldn't ever even dream to put out two movies a year for sixty fucking years. So Definitely. What are you gonna do with your life? Yeah, exactly. I have to, say, I have to bring up I was looking at the IMDB again and I was looking at uh, trivia for the Exorcist and I found some ridiculous stuff just like <laughs> the actress Mercedes McCambridge who provided the voice of Pazuzu the demon insisted insisted on swallowing raw eggs and chain smoking to alter her vocalizations raw eggs that's <laughs> rough man I mean I don't even know what's going to kill you first the raw eggs or the or the smoking Salmonella. Do you know what I mean? Shit yourself. Yeah, fucking. Uh, Maybe you get your lungs so coated in 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 raw egg that the the cancer doesn't even touch them. I don't know, but that's dedication. <laughs> but also, maybe just be a better voice actor and be able to manipulate your voice <laughs> without having to like take a chainsaw to your own neck. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, man. It was the early 70s, you know. Like, oh, the, no, I don't know, man. This method stuff, like, it used to impress me, like, hearing stories about the method stuff. But now I'm just like, just... Not about it, no. I'm more impressed by the people who can just go in like a normal person and then just do the fucking job being a psycho or a demon and then they just switch it off and they go home. That's impressive. I mean, just do that. Yeah. I'm sure, but I mean that's next level for for a voice actor, you know. Oh yeah, you're probably not getting paid a great deal either, so that's definitely, you know, dedication. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they got something out of it, and we got a good performance out of it, you know, as well. Sure. Um, which leads us into our nice, um, into our nice topic, into our next topic. Um, this Exorcist trailer, man, I watched this couple of hours ago i hadn't seen it before i'm guessing that you already had seen it i saw it when i was at the cinema last week Talk to me. <laughs> that's good stuff yeah. um i saw it and i saw it again just because I, I was kind of perplexed continue with your thoughts because uh, I'm, I'm guessing not the most positive thoughts from you and i had a little bit of a journey watching this trailer so let me lay it out, right? So before I watched this trailer, I knew absolutely nothing about this. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm surprised they didn't just bring... We might have even had this conversation where I said, I'm surprised they didn't just do the... Um, Let's bring back the original actress and have her all old and grizzled and have a new possessed person. So then yeah. I'm watching the trailer yeah, and I'm like, oh... Yeah, but I'm watching... House. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, okay, there's two kids, they go missing, so there's a little bit of a mystery as to, like, how and where this demon kind of came into play. I'm loving mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And then about halfway through the trailer, who walks in? Reagan herself. Here she comes. They did exactly what I predicted they were going to do, what I hoped that they wouldn't do. And they, they brought her in, all Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween style. You know, now she's the expert. Where she got her... um cardinal license or whatever it is i don't know but she should not be performing exorcist she hasn't got the fucking credentials for that <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thrown for a loop now because i thought it was reagan's mum is it the mum or is it actually reagan i thought it was reagan because she's got to be like uh, 50 yeah, something like 90 91 the, the woman 
who's I, I only I to be honest, man. I, I so it's got to be Reagan and not Reagan. the mum, right? The mum would be you said no, 91. Like 90, yeah, 91 years old. Ellen Burstyn. Uh, right, I've, I've, I did look this up. And yeah, because I didn't like see Linda Blair. Linda Blair, who is who played Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Right. I didn't see her name in the cast sheet. Or, you know, maybe I didn't look well enough. No, I didn't but see it. But... That's what I saw from, from the uh, synopsis of the film as well, is that they call in her because she's had experience with you know the position yeah maybe linda blair i I didn't want to come back or i don't know i'm i'm shocked i mean i just i just i guess i think all old women look the same i don't know um but yeah it looked the first half of the trailer i thought was pretty creepy pretty effective and it was a nice spin and then the second half it just went full like you know, what can we do to, to sell tickets? And it was just very schlocky and, and cash grabby, it felt like. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. Body and the blood, the body and the blood. With that saying. Yeah, I like that she's in the church. I like that we're getting out. Thing. Yeah, with the old egg voice. Get all the eggs we can. Zuzu egg, egg guttural. Oh, absolutely! You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have an egg singing for metal bands. It's gonna be a new trend. <laughs> Just crack an egg into the microphone and let let nature do its work. That's fucking raw, man. Raw egg. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> David Gordon Green, right? So, yeah, good David, point. Yeah, he's directing this. Green. I mean, he's had had an interesting career. I actually didn't. <laughs> didn't fucking even realize that he directed pineapple express yeah i knew i knew him <laughs> as that guy and then the halloween guy for sure to be fair like i know a lot of people give you know james franco some, some guff. some of it maybe deserved probably and it seems yeah oh yeah franco yeah but yeah Seth Rogen, I, I, I don't you know it's just no rogan's that. cool like even yeah. jonah hill's catching fire these days rogan seems like the only semi-sane one out of the lot of that that crew and you know he puts his name to some good stuff yeah as we'll touch on but yeah looking at david gordon green like i don't know i seem to remember talking to you about halloween 2018 before it came out the trailer you're like right it looks interesting what they were doing with jamie lee yeah was it doomsday prepper you know badass Mm -hmm. badass i don't know I'll, I'll keep it brief on that franchise, but yeah, I, I thought the first of the Halloweens that David Gordon Green directed did something interesting, and then the other two just completely shit the bed, to be honest. Yeah. Him and uh, the writer of Danny McBride and Scott Teams, who helped write Halloween Kills, which is, yeah, in my opinion, not, not so good. I was just looking at, I just noted the director and writing credits and then i went on a little dive on david gordon green and that's when i discovered how much you know he's done and yeah it's again this is another blumhouse yeah. production with universal i believe and say what you want i mean they've been putting out some some stuff in the last 20 years like horror wise they've 
Yeah, Done they've been mostly right. consistent. I mean, not all of it's like great and a lot, you know, like they they always make money because they don't spend a lot of money. Up until recently, they've really started kind of flashing the cash a little bit more, um, which you can see in, in um, like the Exorcist trailer. But but David Gordon Green, like from what I understand, was that because there was a lot of behind the scenes drama with the um, the Halloween franchise where they split the second one it, into two movies and all of this yeah, stuff. And see. from something went right, something was rushed. There. Something was rushed. He wasn't happy with it, and apparently he signed on for the Exorcist trilogy before he finished the Halloween trilogy, and. Mm. He wants nothing to do with the Exorcist two or three, from what I understand. Like he's just done. He's like he's trying to get out of his contract, and I think he's only doing this first one, and then they're going to hand it off to someone else for the other ones if if they do more, which they probably will. Hmm. I mean, this is going to cost them less than like twenty million dollars to make. Probably, you know, even if it makes fifty, this yeah, movie will probably do. Is it is it out this year in the Halloween? period yeah um this is what i was gonna i made note of this gets released on the 13th of october oh that's good so it's got yeah, a good few they, weeks yeah yeah um yeah they got that Bloomhouse is also who produced freddy's uh five nights at freddy's which is coming out on the 27th of october and that's going to be competing with saw 10 it's going to be a real wild but, showdown there that that's the actual competition is going to be Saw and Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, is I think that's Halloween going to be close as well. Yeah, make a prediction. Um, also about David Gordon Green, he's coming off of um, I haven't watched it, but he he did the um, he worked on that Righteous Gemstones TV show that's just been out, and apparently that's really good. So he's got a lot of yeah, buzz on him. So, so that might give it a little boost amongst like, you know, that's more like serious like people who might not necessarily go and watch a genre movie but we'll see yeah well that's what i was going to say he has jumped around he started with dramatic stuff moved into stoner comedies and now he's done like you know two of the biggest titles in horror franchises yeah so you know maybe he's yeah. had 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 enough of horror for a bit yeah <laughs> i think it seems that case stuff. Yeah, it yeah, seems to be the case. Fun. But I'm excited to see whatever he does next. You know, unless this is shit, and then which case, you know, I'm I'm not excited for what he does next. I guess. I'd say he's a competent director. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we're talking see, about things that we're not excited about. <laughs> we're talking about something we're not excited about. I don't think we're excited about this. Maybe we are. Gonna mention. Oh well, we're segueing into the. They're making a Warriors musical. So, if that's not know, a song, man. if that's not a song, it's a hot that you've wasted everything. You know, yeah. even you that's... come out and play by the offspring, <laughs> just throw that in there. The... Warriors musical, you're a musical guy, you're a Warriors fan, do you care about this? To be fair, um, funnily enough, I mean, I grew up, my dad did lighting rigs for theatres and occasionally, like, I remember oh, watching nice. The Wizard of the Lost, was a production of that when I was like about 10. And then watching Rocky Horror right Picture on. Show when I was about twelve, and just being like, okay. But yeah, there's something to be said about musical theatre. It, it's when you're there, it's like it does kind of it demands your attention. It's quite a an experience. 
So, uh, you know, I wouldn't write off. I don't mind. I don't. I'm not the biggest Warriors fan. It's, it's no, I, I think it's fine. I've seen it like twice. Um, cuts? Did you see the original cut? Because there's like a recut. Oh, the, like stuff. Uh, like, I don't know about the Ridley Scott final cut of Warriors, man. <laughs> I, I just watched whatever one they had on, on, no, on fucking Amazon is, Prime or whatever it was. I don't know. There's there's something about, I don't know. When I first watched it, I watched the remastered version that had these animations and stuff. And it kind of fucks with the flow of the film. Mm. I Oh, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. No, so the, I, I think the film works well. It's just like a time capsule of you know. I, it's not. Yeah. It, it's not going to win any awards. Maybe it did. I don't know. I didn't look it up. But I didn't either. I didn't. You know, know it, 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 it joins. Yeah, it joins the pantheon of you know horror or you know just movies in general getting made into musicals. So I guess you know the theater. Um, industry is struggling with like getting butts in seats and you know they're they're looking to ip the same way that you know like the movies are so whether that's yeah. good or not you know i will say if i had the opportunity to see the evil dead or the american psycho musical i would have been there opening night but yeah. other than that i don't I'm really I'm, I'm not too excited yeah yeah fair enough what's next um what is next well talking about things that probably aren't going to make a billion let's talk about something that did make a billion and barbie crossed a billion across that everyone it crossed the threshold it's only like i think the second or third i think the second movie to do it this year i think mario bros crossed a billion which it took a lot longer for mario to cross a billion which is surprising because, yeah. you know, I think Mario is a bit more universal than um, than Barbie is on the surface, at least. Um, and c- considering yeah. everything is struggling this year, it makes it that e- much even more impressive. So Impressive, but t- also, like, just, I don't know, mind-baffling and I don't want to say worrying because I know there's a positive message to the film. <laughs> And you know I'm all for progressive mindsets and all that, but fucking Barbie. <laughs> I I heard somebody describe this movie as Wes Craven for 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 25 year old women, not Wes Craven. <laughs> Wes um Wes Anderson. Sorry. Oh, we're talking about Wes Craven. Oh, no, Wes Craven. Okay. Wes Anderson. I heard this described as like a woman's Wes Anderson movie, which not to say it's just women, men, you know. You can like yeah. pink two dudes. It's okay. Even George, he said, he said he's progressive now. So you you allowed? Yeah. You allowed? Anyway, where's Anderson's Barbie? Everyone, that's what I want to see. Um, but hopefully they don't just crank up like Barbie two and three, and they actually get people who have got like interesting visions for this stuff because you know, it does have a very distinct look to it. It you know it does have a very um, its own like style from what I've heard uh, from other reviews and stuff. So hopefully we get that and not just like here's Slinky the movie or whatever. But action man, action man the movie, you know, action sells. And then you can have a cross. And then, like in my bedroom back in the day, action man and Barbie can have their own crossover, bring those two together. 
I'm you sure know, that's happened. Action Man was all up in Barbie land in my childhood. I don't know what you were doing, but you know, he weren't just riding Jeeps. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. I was more of a G.I. Joe kid myself. Nah. Action Man, Dr. Cool one, Rex. The, like, helicopter thing. And it, uh, that, was, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I had Make one with the um, other zip line. Action Man used to like hook it up to trees and he'd fucking fly across the, the garden, cool. take somebody out if you time it right. Pretty sweet. Anyway, make a movie of that. Just give me two hours of me hitting people with action men in the garden. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. Something that happened a bit more recently. We've got the 10-year anniversary of... um. Oh, do you want to do the... um? Before we move on, do you want to predict these billion-dollar movies... We got yeah, time I need for to that. Have another quick look at that list. You certainly do, because I, I didn't. I know all the horror releases for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm not fully like familiar with half. Okay, half of this shit coming out. To be honest. All right. So while George is looking at this list, so what, real top quick, three. Three. We, yeah, so I'll explain it. You you prove the list, and I'll I'll explain it real quick. It's not that hard, but it's fine. So I've accrued a list here of the movies most likely to hit a billion dollars, and there's not a lot, and most of these probably are never gonna. But these are the the big movies left of the year. We're gonna draft three each. So George will go first. I will pick, and we'll go back and forth, and we'll have three each, and we'll see when we get to the end of the year. Whose three movies the made the most money, and if anyone actually predicted a billion dollar movie. So, up first, if you want to, I'll let you take the first pick in, seeing as you're, I, I kind of threw you off a loop a little bit with this one. All right. Yeah, you, you did a bit. Um, about fucking 20 minutes before we record. <laughs> no, it was a couple hours. I didn't see it. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to, man, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to go for Aquaman 2. It's a good choice. I mean, depends on how you look at it. The first Aquaman I'm hit a billion. Gonna, I don't have to be in the order, right? This is just... Yeah, no no, no order. Um, well, you do one and then I'm going to do one. So right, um, Aquaman. So he's taking Aquaman, which the first one did cross a billion. However, the DC movies have really been struggling this year. So it's kind of 50-50 on which way that's going to go. It could do it. Jason. It's coming out around Christmas. Well, and well, also, well, I want, like, want to preface this, is a bunch of these movies could get pushed back because of the strike. So there's always a chance that half of these don't even come out this year. But we'll figure it out as we go. Support the strikes, everyone. Pay everyone what they, what they need, what they deserve, what they want. Okay. Anyways, give them the money. Right. So I'm going to go with Wonka because that is supposed to be coming out around the holidays. It's a chocolate based movie. I think the marketing kind of writes itself with or without the actors. I think Wonka could be, you know, and the, um, the Charlie, the Johnny Depp, Charlie in the chocolate factory made a fuck ton of money as well. I think, mm -hmm. um, Johnny Depp was on the peak at the time. Not anymore, bitch. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm taking Wonka as All my right. first pick. 
I'm going to have to pick someone else there because that was going to be. I was I was thinking I'll pick one of the horror titles. Um, even though they're definitely not going to fucking make that much shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, what the fuck is Wedding Free? My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, my Big Fat Greek. <laughs> That's a different Story movie. List. Sure, I'm going to go for that. I mean, the first one is still like one of the most profitable movies of all time. It made a insane amount of money and it had a very long run in the theatres and it only cost like six or seven million or something stupid like and the second one they probably left it a little bit too long i don't think it really caught the same wave but the third one you know you're wrapping it up maybe their grandparents now the grandkids are getting mad i don't know what fucking goes on in those movies but it it could it could be a hit apparently it could be a hit you never know all right so my second pick oh this is tough on this list, I'll, I'll just run a few of them off for anyone who's who's listening. We've got left is the Marvels, Dune 2, Blue Beetle, Strays, Equalizer 3, Expendables 4, um, Spy Kids. There's a new Spy Kids, you know, Paw Patrol, Shaw, Exorcist, Five Nights at Freddy's. There's a new Hunger Games, Trolls 3, Color Purple, Thanksgiving and Napoleon. Those are the rest of, the, of what's left. And um, I think Hunger Games could be a contender, but then I think they probably left it five years too late because I think culture's kind of really cooled down on Hunger Games now. Nobody really talks about it anymore. You know, it hasn't lasted in the zeitgeist like um, like Twilight or Harry Potter or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so, what's your... so I'm going to take... Dune 2. I think Dune 2 has got a fairly good chance. A lot of people seem to really like the first one. I watched it for the first time last week. Didn't love it. But maybe there's a hunger because the first one was in the pandemic. And maybe. I never read the book. I'm not that familiar with it. Yeah. Um, I never read the book either. I really love the real time strategy game on the Sega Mega Drive, though. So bring that back. Anyway. (laughs) So I'm taking Dune 2. Right. I'm going to. Right. I'm going to. Pick one of these horror films. Because, uh, yeah, I see you got Thanksgiving on there as well. I'm actually interested to see that. Is that Grindhouse trailer from back? Is that what that is? Back then. Yeah, that's it's Eli Roth is actually making that. Oh, film. wow. He made the trailer of that was actually pretty fucking pretty cool. Okay, because I that. thought, because I didn't look at the movie, I just looked at the titles of the movies that were coming out. And I assumed that Thanksgiving was going to be like one of those cheesy, like, rom-com family movies, like oh, Valentine's no. Day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or uh, Mother's Day or Father's Day. They, You know, they make a movie for all these fucking yeah. occasions now. You know, Love Actually, New Year's Eve, whatever it is, you know. No, Jason no, Bateman cheats on his wife in New York, whatever. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> yeah, that's wow, that did not know that was a thing. Trailer. You saw it, right? Yeah. I remember yeah, I mean, it now that you said it, but that was not what. To be honest, that was not on my mind at all. Um, yeah. So that's but good not stuff. Many, yeah, not many Thanksgiving, you know, themed horror films. So 
Why not? I mean, what have you got? What's the, what's the um, isn't there a turkey, it killer turkeys or something? What's that one? Turkey shoot. I mean, yeah, probably it's like a like an <laughs> 80s exploitation. There's a blood rage, I, I believe, is a uh, Thanksgiving themed slasher. Um, set around and um, oh, what's the, and there's the chicken one, the fried chicken one. Was it was it a trauma movie? Well, uh, poultry geist. Poultry geist. There oh, yeah, you go. Yeah, what what a film! That was like one of the first trauma yeah. films I saw, and. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was an experience. It was fun. Yeah, it was no fun. trauma films are making a billion dollars, but maybe Thanksgiving nah, can. Definitely not. Maybe it can. Sorry, yeah, it. I I'll mean it's a holiday. Last... <laughs> yeah, I'll get this one out. All right. Saw Exorcist on Five Nights. Do you know what's funny? I actually feel like Thanksgiving might even get more money than any of them. But I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Saw. Saw ten. Sort of. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it could be the big return of you know that people because it does have a you know it does have a wide fan base. It could be big, and it is that Halloween weekend, and maybe Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. is a bit too niche. I I thought Five I Nights know. at Freddy's was quite a popular, like it, concept. It but... Yeah, uh, I'm second guessing it. Right, I'm just going to stick with that. That's that's my free. He's taking yep. sure. All right, yeah. I've got a. This is going to be the hot take that's going to clear this game right out. Okay, I've been waiting for this. Locked and loaded. Napoleon coming in hot. Napoleon. Historical figures are hot. Oppenheimer was big. Yeah. You know, it's it's Joaquin Phoenix. You know, famous All method right. actor. You know, people love him. Right. You know, yeah. it's directed by um. I think it's Ridley Scott. Um, um, there was some footage shown at um, one of the festivals earlier on. I oh, know it's um, CinemaCon, I believe. They showed some Napoleon footage, and apparently the battle sequences are insane. So, and some coming off the Oppenheimer hype, it could it could be like highbrow, but also like with some serious fucking gnarly action and mm -hmm. you know some real weight to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and it'd be it'd be great if you know they made a movie about Napoleon and it didn't fall short. So there you go. But I didn't plan that joke. I swear, I've not I've not been sitting on that joke. That's off the cuff, baby. Off the cuff. That's how we roll. We're fucking slow claps for that. Slow clap. All right. So at some point, I'll come back to this video. I will make a note of what we picked and cool. we're going to follow those. And at the end of the year, whoever got them that the highest total or the most billions, if more than one of them do it, we don't, they, they, they win nothing, but that's fine. <laughs> awesome. All right. You All ready right. for the next thing? I think so. He's ready. That's that silence was the that was the silence of readiness. Um, <laughs> I definitely checked the show notes. <laughs> Far away. So it's the yeah, it's the ten year anniversary of Sharknado. Everybody, who who would have thunk ten years and we're celebrating Sharknado? It went from just throwaway B movie to cultural sensation to dead horse that they keep beating. 
And not only is it having an anniversary and it's getting a re-release, but also it's getting a remastered, re-edited, new shiny re-release, which kind of defeats the point of what these movies are about. (laughs) Sorry. So you were were a fan of this film, George? You like the Asylum movies? How are you feeling about that? Not really about it. I'm I'm about some goofy shit, but I yeah, it's never really grabbed me. I prefer Shark to Yeah, I love I love a I love a B movie. I love a gnarly, gritty, exploitation horror movie. Problem is that's not what these really are. They're like they're like the baked bean version of actual like you know, exploitation B movies, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like some, they come along and saw how big, like, you know, all these like rough, like nasty, you know, late seventies, early eighties, um, like low budget horror movies were coming out. And those just naturally became B movies because they age badly. Right. But mm. this is like, we're trying to like manufacture like a cult classic, which I guess they did successfully, but it's, yeah, just something about that doesn't quite line up for me. So I'm probably in the same camp as you. Is I don't really love these. I like some of the um, yeah. the outliers. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for a, a mega shark versus giant octopus. You know, I, I like a hybrid. Yeah, um, but this franchise particularly is just kind of it's just empty. You know, it's just like it's diet coke. You know. You might say it's turd in the water. It's a turd in the water, you know, just just washed it's up like an old water. boot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But if anyone wants to go and check out a 10-year remastered special edition of Sharknado and tell me if it was better and if it was worse, I would love to hear about um, that. No. So poproastpodcast.gmail.com yeah, get us at the Pop Rose Podcast at gmail.com with your Sharknado reviews. Fuck so, it. Go that, on. Yeah. You know, fill my That's inbox right. up with, <laughs> you know, get your teeth into my inbox. There you go. Send us, send us hate mail. We we love hate mail. We love love mail. Um, we like it when we get both. It keeps us centered and grounded. So if you could try and balance it out. Love good it. stuff. Love Moving it. on. Yeah, so um, you got a review for us. I'm going to review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, colon. He's got a thing. Gimp power, everybody. There you go. Um, that's good stuff. <laughs> Where do you even... The best I don't know what costumes I've ever fucking seen in my life. I don't. I don't know what I'm more curious about is where you got that image or where they got green fucking duct tape. Like, <laughs> who knows? Did they buy the silver tape and they painted it? It doesn't matter. Sorry, but yeah, man, I saw this movie. It was a lot more pleasant than that image, and. <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about this. Like, on the surface, it kind of looked like they're kind of trying to, like, copy, like, what Spider-Verse did with the animated Spider-Man. It's, like, it kind of looks like a similar style in certain places. It's, like, Seth Rogen's producing this. He's kind of spreading himself thin. He's doing a lot of stuff lately. 
you know, so is this just a case of they just want to keep the the franchise in the in the zeitgeist, or have they actually got something to 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 do here and say? And they do. This is really fucking good, man. Like the animation Sweet. style is kind of like Love Death and you watch Love Death and Robots or whatever it is on Netflix. Yes, uh, it's kind of got sure. that vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got that vibe, like, visually, but also, like, sometimes it's almost like Aardman style, even though it's yeah. not stop motion. It's all digital, I think. Um, but it does have that vibe to it, um, really rough around the edges and vibrant. You know, like, when you'd watch a kid's movie or an animated movie, I should say. Sorry. But sometimes you watch an animated movie and they'll do, like, a cool flashback that's in, like, a different art style. And you're like, why can't the whole... Why can't they make more movies just in that style? Yeah. That's what this is, you know? It's like... It, it looks like somebody beat. sketched it. And, yeah. And, and, yeah, it's great. Really cool. Um, got, like, a lot of East Bay hip-hop flavour in the soundtrack and in the in the visuals yeah. as well. Um, that shit, I yeah, he loves all of that. They even... Spoiler alert! But there's even a bit of the turtle rap in this movie. The ninja rap. The ninja rap. Yeah, that's no, in, it's, it's <laughs> in here. It is in here. This film has a lot of. If you love the turtles, like I'm a casual turtle fan. If you're hardcore, grew up on the animated series, all the random side characters and random like goofy mutant villains and stuff, they're probably in this. There's a fuck ton of them. It's yeah. so good. But with the main cast, um, I don't I haven't got the list of the actors off the off my list or off the top of my head. It's um you know, it's not like you know, splattered with like big names for the turtles, you know, it seems like they kind of actually went for like just young unknowns. Uh, yeah. Who who you would think they all know each other like because these dudes, like, they're all talking over each other, you know, and that's bad for a podcast, but it's good when you're family, you know, they, they feel like they, they're squabbling, they, but they love each other, that, you know, they're all using, like, their distinct personalities and their weapons, like, you know, to their advantage. It's not just, like, four green dudes all doing the same thing yeah. all the time. Um, you know, they... They make a couple of tweaks to the origins. Again, if you're a real hardcore Turtle fan, that might take a little bit of adjustment to um, some of the the changes that they make with the um, with how these characters came to be and come together. But also, it does like absolutely, it's in service of like the story, and it just makes it better. Um, yeah. So they use use that really well. The dad, Jackie Chan, plays um, Splinter. Yeah, um, that's, he, that's all I knew about the casting. And yeah. So Bebop, uh, so Jackie oh, Chan and John plays... Cena's Rocksteady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I didn't even realise that was him until the end credits. But um, Jackie Chan plays Splinter yeah. like Eugene Levy in American Pie. It's like <laughs> he's a very he's a simple man. He's a good man. He's a little bit overprotective, but right. also he does come in and he he can and does kick some ass as well. Everyone kicks ass. He's, very much an origin story, which I, it was much more of an origin story than I was expecting. Um, I thought we'd kind of come into this and there'd already be like, you know, because we all know who the fucking Ninja Turtles are, right? 
but they they go back they do the origin they make it fresh they make it enjoyable you know which is the main thing and you know they bring it in it's a, it's a different take on april you know incels shut the fuck up this is a fantastic version of april you know just because it's not you know your granddaddy's jessica rabbit pin up or whatever it is that you wanted all right why doesn't the cartoon look sexy why doesn't she look sexy even better she's fucking you know she's weird she's awkward she's sweaty she even throws up in this movie she is um but it all plays into her arc everyone's got an arc even like bebop and rocksteady who really aren't in this that much they're very much in the background um some of the other like weird characters kind of take more prominence as far as like the villain like goon characters go you've got um paul rudd playing um Mondo Gecko, right. um, who really hits it off with a Michelangelo. There's some cool stuff, and like, you know, they don't just fight all the time. It's not just like crazy, like flashbang, colorful explosion in your eyeballs action all the time. Like sometimes they walk into a room full of bad guys, and they just they just hang out until everything's sorted out. They just like they find some common ground. <laughs> and they they talk you know because they're teenagers they, they don't want to be like yeah they're not coming into fight all the time and i know they're not called the teenage mutant like talking turtles but <laughs> you know and don't get me wrong you get your kung fu you get your ninjutsu you know that's your worked in brilliantly there's even a take it to the limit montage which totally works um <laughs> oh, oh yeah but yeah this i was really surprised by this um it went, it went a little bit, it dragged out a little bit towards the end. Like there was two or three points where I was like, thought they were wrapping it up. And like the villain, um, Superfly, um, which is a, is a pretty bog standard villain, but does have some like, it does have a cool look and like a cool like style of like how he talks and how he looks and stuff. But he does, he does the same monologue like, twice it's like we get it we we know what you're about we need to kind of wrap this up and it was all good stuff like the action and everything at the end very like roger corman there's some ghostbusters flavor in there nice. but also i just would have if they would have just 10 minutes off of this movie i would have walked out feeling like damn that was really tight you know yeah um, i just sorry i just noticed looking at glancing at the cast that ice cube voices super fly <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it is definitely Ice Cube. Absolutely. Chris um, Malone does a voice in there. What the fuck? I didn't. I had no Jeez, idea. Bro. But there's a lot of weird background characters in this. Rose Byrne is in this. Um, who she? I'm guessing she's friends with Seth Rogen because they do stuff together all the time. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. What's the Yeah. So okay. like, they Positive talk history. like kids. You know, they're getting like, or you get your cultural, pop cultural references in there, but it doesn't feel forced. It just feels like how they talk. You know, they talk about how like they sn they snuck away from the sewers to go and listen to like Adele sing at Madison Square Gardens or something, you know, and it, it's really good stuff. They, you know, they're fans of Beyonce. They love Guy Fieri. They want to visit Flavortown. Like they think it's a real place. Like it's... Really fun, really wholesome. You know the story and the, the changes and everything. It brings it all together, you know. And it's just a nice, 
universal message of like we're not all that different we all just want to hang out and vibe with each other at the end of the day and maybe we can do some cool skate tricks and you know backflips and stuff and and just have fun that's what it's all about it doesn't matter if you're a human and i'm a giant pig monster it's fine <laughs> we can all get along we can all get There's along for everyone in this crazy so, world yeah and i was thinking about how we um Mutant world love it it's great there's some good setup for the future if they want to make more of these but also if this was like the only teenage mutant ninja turtles movie you've got everything there's something for everyone in here it's got some homages to the um the dark comic stuff it's got all the cartoon stuff you know if you're old young you know little big whatever this is this is a great time I was thinking about how we still don't have a rating system worked out for these movies. So I'm going to go 3.8 out of four turtles for this. Cool. Uh, that's pretty and good. That's a high rating. That's we can that just movie. judge you know, movie by movie basis. Yeah. 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 So if you do get a chance to good. see this, whether it, it, whether it comes on at your theatre or maybe it doesn't and maybe you get one of those screeners that you know we want screeners we're doing this for the screeners everyone yeah you know click that subscribe button um click the like button click if there was a screener button click that as well there's not get this man a screener get me a like you know we want validation we want views not just views on our stuff but we want more ways that we can view other stuff and tell yeah. you about it and talk to each other about it Send us and i think pop. we're going to wrap up there would you say george oh no we can't get out of here without doing the pop quiz we gotta do the you pop want quiz. you want to do the quiz he wants the quiz he... okay all right, all right so i've got let's go right so yeah spoiler alert i do have a little bit of a it's a little bit of a quiz, more of a game. Um, it's not really like a straightforward, like, what's the answer to this question? You know, you'll see what I mean. So this is based off of the Asylum movies, right? And a lot of the Asylum movies, it's all right if you haven't seen them, but as everyone knows, most of the Asylum movies, they're rip-off of another movie, right? Sure. So... You know, that's what they do. They make a parody or like a slightly different version of a popular movie that's coming out and they do a shitty version and put it on DVD and you buy it, right? So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to name a famous movie and then you've got to try and tell me what the Asylum movie is based off yeah, of that movie. I've got I have to I've got the titles here. Right, okay. I'm just going to So we start off with an easy one. This should You should be able to get this. So snakes okay. on a plane. Sure. So what's the asylum version of snakes on a plane? I just got to guess it outright. You just got to guess it. Snakes yeah. on a plane. Snakes on a train. It's snakes on a train. Nailed it. Absolutely okay. nailed it. So yeah. now that you've got the hang of this, which you clearly do, <laughs> well, we're going to run some more. So Transformers. Robot cards. <laughs> eh, eh, we were looking for transmorphers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, okay, well, here's, what, here's one up your alley. Halloween. Sam Hain. 
Oh no, that that's too clever, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't fuck. I don't know. So the the, the asylum I version mean, of Halloween is in fact called Halloween Night. Um. Yeah, we love we we love it. We're absolutely loving this. So the, the all right, we'll keep it with the horror ones. Um. Paranormal activity. <laughs> Uh, Just change one of those words and you're there. Most activity. <laughs> we were looking for paranormal entity. Entity. Ugh. Yeah, real close. It's just almost like you look at the end of it, it's just like, oh, I'm buying paranormal activity. They really get you there. <laughs> All right. The day the earth stood still. I love this one, by the way. Not the movie, but just the name. Ugh. The day the world's stopped the day the world ended you were so close the day the earth stopped it was the title <laughs> so i'll give you that one i'll give the you that day. one it's the day the earth stopped they couldn't the even think of the like world. they couldn't even think of something like clever like the day the earth went dormant or something no the day the earth sounds, just stopped sounds like a good metal title. yeah all right here's one Twenty thousand leagues oh. under the sea. Twenty thousand what under the sea? Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Leagues. The classic movie, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. I've never seen. Um... Okay, well they went for thirty thousand leagues under the sea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's ten thousand more leagues. Um. So Put some more thought into this get, get quiz idea than I did. I just got a few fucking random trivia questions, but yeah. <laughs> um, but, do yeah. you want to do those, or do you want me to like rattle off a couple more of these and we'll we'll call it a day? I just yeah, rat, rattle some more off. I'll, I'll just I'll give you quick free. Quick All right, I'll, I'll give. Things, I'll know. give you two more. I'll give you two more. Um, Alien versus Predator. Um. You just got to change one word. Alien versus. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know. We look, we're looking alien for versus... alien versus hunter. Hunter. Fuck off. Because it's another word for a predator, you see. It's clever. You know, it's a synonym. All right. And last one. Here's a good one. Okay. <laughs> High school musical. What's the asylum version of High School Musical, everyone? Anyone know this? Fuck. College musical. No, you were close. We were looking for a Sunday school musical. Fuck off. So as it yeah, turns out. Yeah. As it turns out, asylum movies, they don't just do like B horror movies. They also have a side hustle in in religious movies. True stories. I got their filthy fingers and all the Absolutely filthy. Sunday School Musical. We are breaking free of our prejudices and also of our, you know, God. Anyway. What a shit show. What an absolute shit show. I was not expecting to be quizzed myself. I thought I was going to, you know, a few, few quivier 
Well, I can't your, send you the questions, you, can I? Because then you know the answers. Like, <laughs> I don't right. trust you. I had to. I had to get you. This. It had to be this way. That's fine. I've got right. Let me give you a quick pop quiz question. All right. Who wrote the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme song? <sighs> You're gonna. So we're not. So you don't. Yeah, I, I thought you might know it. I don't know. I so not not the Vanilla Ice, no Ninja Rap. A... Um, just, you could have something like someone just did that. I'm guessing, and I, I don't know the full story of it, but I just know the name of the person, and I was just like, really? I have no idea who wrote this. Who Chuck who Laurie. wrote it? Chuck Lorre. In... Whoa. Big Bang. Theory. Wow, what a career! Countless American sitcoms and fuck knows how that that that's came crazy. About. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty mind blowing, right? So oh, I'm learning stuff yeah. here. Give me give me some more. Uh, well, here's another one that was slightly Marvel related that you probably I, I think I went overboard on these. Who's the original choice when casting the role of Frank Castle in the original Punisher, nineteen eighty nine? So they got Lundgren. Yeah. Um, I should know this. I should know this, and it's not going to be the. It's it's somebody ridiculous because the obvious answer would be like Sylvester Stallone, right? Is it Stallone? It's not Stallone. They they yeah, they they never thought they were going to get Stallone, did they? Because there's no way they were going to get Stallone. I'll give you one more shot. Shot in the dark. Go on. All right. Um, Hasselhoff. No. Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Fuck. Apparently, he does Steve actually look Paul. a bit like. Mm, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I could see it. Steven Seagal was interested though. Of course, he he's still in, he's still knocking on the door now. <laughs> he can't get out of he can't get off the couch now. Come on, man. I mean he <laughs> he he has like a team of dudes that he pays to like yank on wires and flip him up off of the couch, and then another dude that he pays to come in and like throw gas in your eyes, and then a third dude that he pays comes in and like kicks you in the shin. <laughs> yeah, he spin kicks you. And then when you when you when you get your vision back, it's just Steven Seagal standing there with his with his greasy ponytail. <laughs> greasy fucking yeah, painted. fucking hate Don't that man. Be... What what a cretin of a man. <laughs> Doesn't. All right, last question. Multiple choice. <laughs> Slightly horror related, but how many Stephen King books have been adapted for screen? Is it? And I'll give you you know closest to. A ninety one, B seventy two, or C one hundred and ten. Oh wow! I thought it was going to go lower, but it went higher. Um, it's got to be seventy two, right? Nah, it was a ninety one. That's fuck. Estimated. And that's just how many they've adapted. That's not even how many written. No, I don't know how fuck it's written, but yeah, that is mind blowing, isn't it? 91. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Wow. 
Indeed. And then they give you a movie deal when it just pays for more cocaine. It's a vicious cycle. Fuck. Yeah. Well, no points yeah. for me. And I'll have to go back and see. I think you got one point. You got one. So that's fair. We're, we're even Stevens at the moment, which makes sense. It's episode two, one each. There you go. Everyone... Go follow us. Follow us on all the platforms. Not That's all right. the platforms, but most of the platforms. You can go find us at Pop Roast Podcast. You know your Twitters, your Instagrams, your YouTube. You're already here. Click those fucking buttons. Get those notifications. Be the yeah. first in line for episode three, everybody. Revenge of the shit. Fuck. So, you can also <laughs> find me over on Twitter or Instagram at Dean Lee Live. I've been Dean. He is George. George, anything you want to wrap up with? Go. Word Good to stuff. your mum. You'll find George here next week. Hopefully not with your mum. There you go. Peace out, everyone. We'll see you next time. Peace.